settle in. You're, are you settled? I'm settled. Okay, squeaky chairs. Bouncy, bouncy. Yeah, all right. Hello, and welcome to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson, and I am with uh, Mr. MC. That would be me. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. I had some food, and I was hungry, and now I'm no longer hungry, and that's a good feeling. That is. Are you just going to talk about food at the start of every week podcast? Today, in a positive way, rather than (laughs) an angry, bitter way. Yeah, that makes a good change, yes, because we all remember the cream egg ice cream saga. We do. I'm just going to feed you four or five hours before we start recording next time. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> this is episode 17. It's Nothing, part one. It's mm. not Nothing. The title of the episode is Nothing, but it's it's it's, it's called Nothing, MC. I can't wrap my head around this advanced concept. It's just what a beautiful comedy bit that was. I just feel if we get those jokes out of the way now, there'll be no nothing We won't have to make them again. Yeah, we will. be good. We will. Okay, I mean, we've got a hold of the part to do. Something to look forward to, yeah. What happened last time? So, um, Tifa decided, I, I'm honestly not sure if she decided to go vigilante and like, oh, of course they had a disappointing date. As uh, always. Yeah, yeah, MC, yeah. MC and Tifa oh. had a disappointing date in an Italian restaurant. The Italian mafia shot up an old lady. Yeah, yeah. after MC was very disparaging about people who ordered a spag bowl in an <laughs> Italian restaurant. Which I feel is probably something I said back then. Probably. Um, and then, yeah, Tifa, I, I, like I was saying, I'm honestly not sure if she forgot that you're not allowed to just kill people. Like, that's against the law. Maybe MC's rubbing off on her. Well, yeah, maybe. Always the Cause, one. Because <laughs> he's such a bad boy. Yes, exactly. Not evil. <laughs> Speaking of evil. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, then, obviously, uh, Tifa and MC went after the Mafia boss. And yep. he got away. He had a vampire tied to a chair. But we don't know why. We don't know why. He had his tongue removed. He did. So they couldn't They couldn't interrogate him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Chip and Scoop, uh, they're off. They found the Book of Improvis. Oh, yeah. They had an Indiana Jones bit, didn't they? Yes. It's Indiana Jones meets Harry Potter. Which is This is my Indiana Jones meets Harry Potter voice. It's actually kind of works. Thank you. I might talk like this for the rest of the episode. It's another character no, I just voice because we need more of those. Oh, yeah. We'll save that. Put that in the bank. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they found it. Good. So that's where we are. Oh, bad, brother. <laughs> Let's crack on. This is nothing. It's called nothing, but it's the title. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have to explain it, maybe with a PowerPoint presentation. So we'll, or... we'll get there, don't okay, we? We'll figure okay. it out by the end of the episode. It's nothing, part one. Previously on Tamora Gason. Tifa returned her attention to the flawed Kalina, whilst MC went to help the man who was tied up. What you going to do, cop? Arrest me? Kalina spoke in a heavy Italian accent, in case you can tell from what, from what that was, <laughs> just, I put that in as well. Haha, that'll never happen! You cannot even comprehend what you are getting into, girl! Before she got the chance to laugh in the gangster's face, MC called out. Tifa! She looked over. This guy's a vampire. MC said but, as the pair turned, they could just see Anthony Kalina open fire on them from the front door. Kalina pushed number one on the speed dial of his mobile phone as he drove through the busy Tokyo traffic. A voice came at the other end of the phone after just one ring, and Kalina spoke quickly and clearly. It looks like we might have to rethink our plan, balls. Kalina listened to the instructions he was given and hung up. What do you mean? We didn't kill Kalina. MC was confused. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Shinno Khan again said cryptically. Then what did you mean? Louise asked. Evil is coming, and it's going to be sooner than later. <laughs> so what happens next? Scott asked. Next? Chip replied with a smile on his face. Next, my undead brother, we attack the people who care about the razor 
and acquire their blood. Who's the razor? Chip tore off his shirt and mopped the dripping claret yes, away from his face and said, me. Is there a difference between boils and scabs? Jay asked. MC, who was caught slightly off guard at the question, replied, Um, yeah, I I think so. Then why is it? Boils are soft and (laughs) pussy. (laughs) I think you meant pussy. Oh no, I know what I meant. (laughs) Scabs are hard and bloody. There's there's jokes here. I don't feel they need to be made. Make them in in your own heads, (laughs) gentle listener. Oh, uh, we're four sentences into the episode mm. and already boils are soft and pussy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jay decided that the creature looking back up at him from the book couldn't be the demon they were looking for. Oh, okay. This happens a lot. I feel like a lot of the episodes start with this, this silly little comedy bit, mm. usually an innuendo, mm-hmm. and then we reveal what they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's becomes a, a bit, bit of a trope. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine. It's fine. The gang had been up since 7am that morning, shifting through all the pending cases they had. Oh, they have... Pending cases. cases? Now I guess business is picking up. From somebody coming along and saying there's a, a soft soft pussy demon <laughs> I need help with. <laughs> and after you're done with that, there's a hard and bloody demon as well. Sounds like my ex. <laughs> right, right. Uh. It was Shinno Khan's idea. He had said to the gang that seeing as there was no immediate danger to the world... Or Jinx. Them- Y- yes, yeah, sorry, I thought you were just being rude and interrupting me then, but no, well, you're right, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Ah, yes, Shino Khan said, oh, the world's not going to end, you should uh, do some paperwork. It was Shino Khan's idea. He had said to the gang that seeing as there was no immediate danger to the world or themselves, they should concentrate on paying for the rent for the mansion. But I thought, they, didn't they buy it? Because it was abandoned, so... Yeah, I know. I... Maybe they means the mortgage. I mean, he's like an ancient Chinese ninja. He probably doesn't really understand mortgages That's very true. and I don't banks. Know if, did Jay buy... Was it like... Because Jay put the thing together to buy it, but then maybe he went poor, so they didn't buy... You know what? Maybe this wasn't thought out in great detail. Uh, do you know what? That mm. might be it. Mm. That, could, that might be it, MC. You might be right there. Appear behind the scenes of interrogation <laughs> there. The case MC, Louise and Jay were working on was an incident reported a week ago. A young Japanese couple, who were in fact shape-shifting demons posing as humans, had a squatter in their brand new Tokyo apartment. The couple themselves were quiet and peaceful demons, so the gang had said they would look into the case when they got time. <laughs> that's like, oh god, that's like, yeah, well, yeah, you're kind of a peaceful, I mean, you're a demon, so <laughs> when we get the chance, maybe we'll look into it, but you know, no promises or anything like that, you know. Also, if you could drink from the water fountain that's <laughs> labelled demons only... You ride at the back of the bus, peaceful <laughs> demons. <laughs> but with the whole mafia guy murdering someone in front of his very eyes, MC had been a bit distracted. Got it! Louise called out from her sat-down position. Uh, reference I mean, to her wheelchair. I was wondering that. I, I guess. I mean, she yeah. doesn't really have a stand-up position at the no, moment. No, not at the moment. That seems quite an offensive thing mm. to say. Like, if you were talking to someone in a wheelchair, it's like, no, you stay in your sat-down position, don't worry. <laughs> Don't get up, mate. It's fine. (laughs) Got it. Louise called out from her sat-down position. It's a mortar demon. A mortar demon. Mm, That's a random word that you took. Yes. Capitalised it, and now it's a type of demon. (laughs) That will go in the wiki. (laughs) Does that mean it's made of bricks and concrete? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
MC started to walk up to the weapons room of the mansion, oozing ninja confidence. Oh yes, I'm <laughs> loving this, strutting. I Give think... me the lowdown. How was that for ninja confidence? Oh, that was so, you were oozing the Ooh. ninja confidence right there. I feel like some sort of like funk music should just start playing right here. I'll see if I can find any copyright free stuff just to put underneath those. Give me the lowdown. He called back to Louise. What? When have you ever said something like that? After I started oozing nin- ninja confidence. <laughs> he was so confident he thought he'd get away with saying, give me the lowdown. And I made finger guns <laughs> as well and kicked my fingers. That funky music's going to keep on playing. Yeah. Give me the lowdown. He called back to Louise. How massive is this beast? And what mighty weapons will be needed to slay the Hellspawn? Well, now you're Thor, apparently. So. I know, right? Oh, how massive is this beast? And what mighty weapons will be needed to slay the Hellspawn? Actually, MC, the mortar demon is two foot nothing. And all you need to do is lop its head off, Louise replied. Uh, that was, I mean, that's a tactic for anyone or uh, presumably, being or whatever, oh, right? There was, there was that... Demon that could only be hurt by punching it. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, like, known weapons could hurt it or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's in the Tomorrow lore. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. Thanks, thanks for that. Great. MC looked vaguely disappointed, so Louise tried to cheer him up. On a more dangerous note, it says here that the mortar does spit a venomous puss that could blind you. It does actually say pus there. I know, but I wanted to say yeah, puss just so <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, uh. when well, you can see my theory, right? If that mm, is past, then no, I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what is the difference between past and pussy, really? <laughs> They're both. No, let's no, 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 no. <laughs> Move it on. You're already oozing confidence. We're not any more oozing. <laughs> MC's determination returned, and he continued to the weapons room to take out his favourite sword and two throwing axes. He returned to the lobby area of the mansion and said farewell to his friends. <laughs> farewell! <laughs> I'm off to slay the beast. <laughs> he is Thor. He was off to save two more of Tokyo's citizens from a wicked creature. Well, I mean, they are demons. Yeah, he's so. kind of just like... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and a wicked creature is a two-foot-nothing mm. thing. But it does spit a venomous puss, so... Louise. MC said softly. If I don't return in an hour... You know what to do. Louise nodded. Yep, don't worry. I'll tape Starsky and Hutch for you. That's a weird pop culture reference to make at that time, isn't it? It is. Were you a big fan of Starsky and Hutch growing up as a teenager? I think I had a video for some reason. Maybe my brother bought it for me and I watched it once. Is that what I'm referencing? Was that that when the Starsky and Hutch film came out? Oh, the Ben Stiller one? Yeah. Maybe. Did we go and watch it? I remember we went to watch it. But, I mean, if she's taping it, surely she's taping it off the TV, so it must be the old series. Hmm. There's more to this. We've got to look into this. So stop the whole thing right now. Call your brother. Has <laughs> she still got the VHS? What's on there? Drugs? MC nodded. Knowing his friends knew him better than anyone, they wouldn't let him down. He left. He takes it very seriously, mm. clearly. It's all this oozing of ninja confidence yeah. it's just he's just putting it into everything now is it because he's been watching like loads of stuff from the 70s and now he's got uh, that sort of like yeah. pimp swagger and he's got the wah-wah guitar in the background all the nice. time maybe he thinks him and Tifa are Starsky and Hutch oh wow and I was going to say Jay's Huggy Bear but that really doesn't work at <laughs> all I mean it can't be uh, Louise because obviously Huggy Bear was never always in a sat down position <laughs> so this mortar can blind you huh Jay asked not really. Louise replied, closing the book. I just wanted to... Ow, fuck, I bit my tongue. 
<laughs> it's dangerous, this podcasting. Jesus. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was a Louise voice. It made me my my tongue. Should we go again? Oh. Not really. Louise replied, closing the book. I just wanted to give MC a little boost. Yeah, I noticed he's been a little down lately. Do you know why? I mean, not really. He's oozing all the ninja confidence. Yeah. So this oh, is... what if it's oh, all a facade? Oh, front. <gasps> He's fronting oozing ninja confidence. Oh, no. He doesn't really like Starsky and Hutch. Oh, my God. He's just doing it for all the manly points. <laughs> In what world <laughs> is watching Starsky and Hutch manly points? Can you think of two more manly men than Starsky and Hutch? You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Louise wheeled herself around to where Jay was. I think ever since him and Tifa went after that mob guy, he's been dying to get back to killing demons rather than people. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't kill him, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is going to kill those that couple in the flat, isn't he? That's what he's going to do. Jay, who once had the chance to kill his evil father but chose not to, understood what MC was probably going through. Slightly weird opening. Slightly yeah. weird. It's, it's a bit all over the place, isn't it? But yeah. put in on some threads from earlier episodes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's 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 material to work with there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. <laughs> MC sung his heart out as he made his way through Tokyo towards the apartment with the mortar demon. We've cut to that, apparently. That's yeah. it. That's all that happens in that scene. Yeah. Okay, moving on. The army of vampires, including Scott and Steph, stood in line. They were waiting for Chip to come down from the first floor of the warehouse and brief them on the mission. Worried at all? Scott asked Steph. She shook her head and said, Nah, not in the least. Refresh, you can go straight into Steph's voice without needing a hand gesture. <laughs> what would Steph's hand gesture be? So for the listeners, obviously, who can't see this, yeah. I have to do this like hang five, whatever Hawaii hand signal with my left hand when I do Scott's voice. Yeah. It just gets me into character. Energy. It's just who I am. <laughs> Method acting. Yeah, yeah. But Steph just comes naturally. <laughs> it's the real me. In his room, Chip read through the pages from the book of Improbus that told of the requirements needed to raise the one. Requirements. That's a difficult one to uh, to get out there. Requirements. It's the mints you require. Is it related to revenge? Quite possibly, yeah. It's definitely the same language. Mm -hmm. He knew what the pages said, yet he still wanted to be sure. The blood of the ones who care for the razor. That was the book's exact words. Uh, yeah, I remember that sort of mm. bullshit cryptic thing we left off on mm -hmm. last time. Um, I think we had quite a bit of discussion about what the fuck that means. So uh, I guess we'll find out now. I guess. But it's MC, Louise and Jay, we know this. Well, yeah, I'm wondering if there'll be a twist. Well, no, I don't think it will. <laughs> no, no, forget something. <laughs> Expecting too much. Thanks, thanks. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that. Cheers. <laughs> Completely fair, but yeah. <laughs> All Chip hoped for now was that MC, Louise and Jay still felt something for him deep inside. Otherwise, killing them would be a big waste of time. He walked downstairs and his crew of around 20 vampires stood to attention. Kind of like an army thing going mm. on. It's got them quite well drilled. They were well trained. There we go. That's, uh, yeah. Yep. Me and 15-year-old Chip were still in sync. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> For weeks now, Chip had been working with the cult, Steph and Scott, and turned them into more than just ordinary vampires. Mm. Oh, did you give them, like, rocket packs or something? <laughs> Can you imagine vampires with jetpacks? Oh, I feel like that's been done already, but... Maybe. Oh, I wish I'd made that like the main protagonist, uh, antagonist of the oh, series so now. Cool. Jetpack vampire. Called Graham. 
Anyway. <laughs> Look out, it's Graham. <laughs> With his jetpack. <laughs> Whoosh. Anyway, I'm getting distracted, shut yeah. Chip had always known why Jack and Lee, when they were creating monsters inside their genetics factory, had failed. It was because they never taught their creatures to be mentally strong. Their warriors had never been willing to die for the cause. I mean, they had. Yeah, there was literally a vampire that was like, sacrifice me, please. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think there are a lot of reasons that they failed. <laughs> it wasn't just one. No, no, I think he's, he's, he's not quite nailed it there, has mm. he, Chip? The cult of Steph's vampires were very committed to their cause. Chip had managed to take that dedication and use it to his advantage. As he walked along the line of his soldiers, all of them wearing their demon faces, he knew they were ready. At sunset, we move out. Chip addressed them. Not all of you will make it back, that's certain. So remember what you were fighting for. The end of the world. Scott started laughing. (laughs) That's far out, dude! (laughs) Chip... Punched him in the face. <laughs> Don't piss on my thunder again, bro. <laughs> what what? Kind of weird, odd couple, <laughs> comedy, stupid bullshit. They have been a lot like that, haven't they, this season? Yeah. Like, when they were doing the whole book thing, they had, like, the whole road trip. And it usually ends with, like, Chip beating his brother up. Mm. I think there's a lot of psychological issues that Chip hasn't... Well, I mean, clearly. <laughs> I mean, seems not well just that. Yeah, me. yeah. They're not that quite buried, I don't think. Mm. They're quite on the surface. But, um, yeah, I guess... They, Chip doesn't want Scott showing him up in front of his cult vampires with jetpacks. <laughs> and again, it's like end of the world. Just, Chip has gone not to 60 from like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to save the world to, nope, going to destroy it. <laughs> I completely skipped over that part. It's like end of the world. He's going to end the world. Because, um, yeah, the one that he's trying to raise, mm. there was a whole thing about him being quite like a, a big, demony, powerful thing, right? Probably. Maybe. Probably. Uh, so I guess that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I yeah yeah. Well, come on, Chip. You can be a bit more original. I think. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? Yeah. There's never really any motivation for people doing the whole end of the world thing. It's just mm. like they're evil. Might as well end the world. You're gonna die as well. Yep. <laughs> Fine. Great. Cool. Well, it is quite far out, dude. <laughs> MC pulled into the decaying driveway of the mansion and sighed. <sighs> he had been looking forward to getting his teeth and his sword into something evil and threatening. Yet all he got when he entered the apartment was a small pussy demon. <laughs> when I was reading that, I thought you were just being really kind of... No. No, but it, that is a misspelling. It actually says pussy demon. I know, but you didn't mean that. You meant pussy. I mean pussy demon, yeah. but it says yeah, pussy demon. It does, it does. Yet all he got when he entered the apartment was a small pussy demon that wanted to chat about economic issues and political movements. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see why he's a pussy demon now, though. <laughs> At one point, MC thought the mortar demon was going to offer him a cup of tea. The mortar eventually had to be killed, as it did feed on human feet and toes. I like there's a little bit of, like, justification there. Yeah. From... yeah. I think he was probably, like, had some, like, carrot sticks and stuff, and MC was like, no, no, human feet and toes. Got a, yeah, yeah. MC like planted some on the demon, <laughs> so when the demon police come along, yeah, <laughs> would that be tea for now? Or I guess the mortar eventually had to be killed, as it did feed on human feet and toes. But MC felt he saw the world a little clearer after his chat with the mortar. <laughs> hey, I really appreciated the chat. You know, I've been having some troubles. This has really made me think clearly about the world. Ah, sword. I feel like there's an entire missing like episode or part of the episode where MC and the Mortar actually have their chat. Oh, that would have been quite nice. Yeah. yeah. 
The sunset looked beautiful at this time. It was dark on one side of Tokyo and still a little light on the other. Jay greeted him at the front door with a bag of rubbish. How did it go? He asked MC. It was... different. Okay. Jay said, a little confused. Anyway, Louise has some good news to show us. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> what, what, what do you think it's going to be? Oh no. Just, just that line. <laughs> Get it over with. MC wondered if it had something to do with her. Ah, oh, yeah, that's why I was going. That, oh no, saw that line. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, oh, God, I read the whole. Oh no, paragraph. oh no, what? Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to read it. Do you want it. me to read it? No. Okay. I have to take responsibility. Okay. <laughs> this is therapeutic as well as being as horrible as it is. Okay. MC wondered if it had something to do with her breasts. <laughs> no, I'm just going to push through. Stop it. Okay. Then quickly reminded himself that he had a girlfriend now and that he wasn't supposed to think about other women naked, although Louise did have a good rack on her. Anyway, so Jane... Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, dear. It's just the language that's used. It's just it horrible. Is. It is. Like, it's not even a cheeky sort of, like, old bit of flirt. It's like breasts and tits and jugs and racks. She's got a good rack on oh, her. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I didn't have a girlfriend, I'd fucking give her one. Oh, yeah. I'm genuinely quite disgusted with myself. <laughs> Me too. <sighs> MC noticed Jay was looking at him in a funny way. Oh? What's that then? Don't know. She wouldn't tell me. But it must have been important because she forgot to tape your programme for you. What? MC couldn't believe it. This week he would not be able to follow the adventures of the cool cops from Bay City. Well, I don't remember ever having this much knowledge of Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> Wikipedia didn't even exist back then. <laughs> it must, yeah, we must have gone and seen the Ben Stiller film, I guess. I guess, and I guess. I was like, hey, we saw that thing once, let's make it a thing in the show. Yeah. He stormed in, not sure what he was going to do when he saw Louise. <laughs> I'm really worried about MC. Are we sure Chip is a evil one? Because he, he threatened to kill a female doctor a few weeks back as well, a yeah. few episodes ago. And now he's all like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I see Louise, but oh, she better have a rack out or something. <laughs> I feel like, okay, we've already said that uh, MC has been in a bad place, but then he had like the ninja confidence or whatever. <laughs> I think it's just psychologically dependent on watching Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> well, that's his drug, that's what gets him through. Yeah. yeah. Just a quick hit of Starsky and Hutch. Exactly. Then MC saw her, and he couldn't be happier. So there's that urge to kill, fade in. Louise was not in her wheelchair. Instead, she was standing oh with the help of a long stick. But still, this was great news. She's in a standing She's position. She's in a standing position. Yay! Yay! Jay followed MC in, and he couldn't believe this either. When did this happen? MC asked. I've been doing exercises to build up the muscles in my legs for a while now. Because, yeah, that was the problem, was the muscles in her legs. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were doing that, but I didn't know you could walk. Jay said. I'm not walking yet. Louise corrected him. In fact, all I'm doing is standing. Actually, I think I'm going to sit down again. Back in the same position. Back in the same position. <laughs> she has two positions now. <laughs> MC will be disappointed. <laughs> Louise sat down in her wheelchair. The little bit of standing had worn her out. And now, after this triumph, all she wanted to do was rest. I think we should go out and celebrate. MC said. Damn straight. Louise replied. What about all the pending cases? Jay asked. Well, they're in the pending file, right? So leave them that way for the time being. 
Where are we going to go? Louise said, excited. Hang on, aren't we, you know, poor? Yes, <laughs> MC said bluntly. But never mind. <laughs> it had been a while since the whole group had been able to smile together. But maybe things were just starting to go their way. Oh, God, James. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jay started to get a bit emotional, and I'm sure the gang will treat that with great respect and understand their feeling. Their friend just loves them, and he has feelings. Oh, what are you cry for? <laughs> uh, you girl. <laughs> You're a mortal demon. Uh, I'm just going upstairs for a few minutes. He said, wiping away the water in his eyes. Is he crying, or did he, like... <laughs> I think you were so macho you didn't know what tears were. (laughs) Didn't want to lose manly points. Exactly. Why don't you invite Tifa? Louise suggested. That is a bloody good idea. MC replied. I'm sure she'd be up for dinner at a fancy restaurant. No, MC, it doesn't go well. Stop taking her out. It doesn't end well. Louise looked at MC. We're going to Pizza Hut, aren't we? MC nodded, then said. Well, go and get ready then. I think if we leave in about an hour, that'll give you enough time to get your hair done. <laughs> Louise slapped her ninja friend as he carried her upstairs. Girls, in it? <laughs> hair. We got hair. Makeup. That's the extent of that particular persona's criticism of, yep. of women. <laughs> That's how woke I was back then. Tokyo was beginning to get dark. It was nearly time, and Chip still didn't feel anything. It was strange. He expected to have a rush of emotions, and yet, nothing. That title of the episode, right? Mm. No fear, no remorse, no happiness. He was void of anything, and he couldn't even feel hate for himself. Steph touched his arm and startled him. What do you want? Chip asked. She began to let her hands roam over Chip's back. Softly at first... Then she started to squeeze his tense shoulder and neck muscles. We're going to need like an age warning on this one. <laughs> it's all getting a bit steamy and sexy, mm. isn't it? Yeah. I'm here to look after you! <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, amazing. Steph said and started to kiss Chip's neck. The urge to bite him was immense in her vampire body, but she couldn't. As a general rule, vampires were like snakes. Uh-huh. They don't have any legs. <laughs> snakes have jetpacks, right? <laughs> a human being might pick up a snake after it's been injured. But once that snake had healed, it would still bite that person. Continue, I think it makes sense. Okay. Vampires sometimes used humans to help them get their own way, but usually they would kill them after. Okay, I sort of... See where you're going. Yeah, with there's, that. I there's feel like a beginning of a metaphor. It's like the what's it like the what's the animal that carries like the scorpion? The frog carries the scorpion across the pond or something. Oh, and it bites it anyway because it's it just stings nature. it anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. There we go. Okay, I feel like Steve Irwin would take exception to that. <laughs> Steve Irwin and vampires. That would oh, be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you just wrestle them to the ground, stroke it. Cut off me! I'm trying to bite you. It's you're all right, right, mate. You're right, fella. <laughs> Chip was different, and Steph knew that. His heart still went pitter-patter. He still needed to breathe, and his soul was still connected to his body. Yet Chip was as far from being a human as any undead creature, and Steph could feel this. Once she had felt the good in him, now that was gone, and all that was left was nothing. 
just ran that title <laughs> home a bit more. <laughs> when we are successful and we come back, Steph whispered into Chip's ear. That's as close as she can get to a whisper. <laughs> I can be yours. We can roll around in blood of your dead friends and be like gods. You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> this is the worst phone sex line I've ever called. Okay, not only am I aroused, but I'm also confused. I thought they were trying to end the world. Yes, but they have to kill the friends first, so maybe there's a bit of time oh, between... Ki- like, maybe it's not just, oh, look, friend's dead, here's the one, end the world. Maybe sure. there's more of a, a longer process. That you makes know? sense, that yeah. makes sense. In the meantime, they have weird blood sex. Yeah, speaking of which, let's get back to that. Yes. She kissed his neck more passionately now. And then Chip suddenly stopped her. He turned to face Steph and grabbed her by the neck. If she were a creature that need to breathe then, she wouldn't be able to at the minute. Don't pretend you know anything about me. You know, soddle. He stared deep into her eyes and Steph was worried. She didn't recognise this person. It confused her even more when Chip started to kiss her back. Oh yeah. <laughs> she quickly forgot her confusion and returned the kiss. As the two continued to kiss... Chip grabbed the top of Steph's thighs and hoisted her into the air. Without warning, he threw her hard into the nearest wall. In a sexy way? <laughs> well, I'm just confused how... Like, Chip must be pretty strong if he's grabbed the top of her thighs and then just lifted her up from <laughs> yeah. that. Like, just his grip strength, blimey. It's all that ninja sexiness he's got, I guess. He's oozing it. Did he have ninja confidence? Like, <laughs> oh, he hasn't been watching his dusting and hearts. No, show, right? no. But he's got a ninja condom... What? I don't know. (laughs) He's a bad boy. He doesn't (laughs) use condoms. Steph's natural instinct was to vamp out and quickly get back to her feet. Sorry, baby. You just don't do anything for me. Except make me sick. Chip left the room after saying that. Steph growled at him. He's just so good at instilling loyalty (laughs) in his underlings, isn't he? And that's where we're going to leave part one of nothing. I was so sexually frustrated now. (laughs) I mean, I mean, we now know why the title was nothing. Not that the title was nothing. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. But um, mm. I used it like four times in that last paragraph. You so, did, yeah. Um, again, quite a contrast. You know, you had the yeah. kind of fairly nice bit with the. Well, it was mostly nice with MC Lewis and Jay, apart from the whole sexism thing. Oh, you know, apart from that, yeah. that was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, and then Chip is putting his like dastardly plan into action. Yeah, and he's just being cunt. To everyone, as, that's as usual, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to his brother, to Steph, like, yeah. he's got this real kind of, you know, treating me and keeping king kind of thing. And it seems to be working, but I feel like it's going to backfire sooner or later. Maybe, although Steph is obviously pissed off here, but maybe because she thought she was going to get some finally. I don't know, I think she might be, like, you know, real, because he was sort of responding and then he was like, no, you're ugly. He's a tease, that's what she yeah. is, he's a fucking tease. <laughs> at least yeah, he wasn't going on about her rack or anything like that I guess yeah, small Chip mercies is, Chip is respectful uh, more respectful about women than MC <laughs> no I, I my gut feeling is that Steph is going to take this bit quite personally mm, you're going to like betray him or something maybe Ooh, that would be an interesting twist mm. but as we've established MC mm. I'm probably not going to write a twist That's so uh, and let's remember that vampires are like snakes <laughs> yes they crawl on their belly and they go and they wear jetpacks Hey MC. Hi Chip. Did you know that there are multiple ways you can now support the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast? Really? Why didn't you tell me all about them? I shall MC. First of all, you can go to our Facebook page, which is How I Ripped Off Podcast. 
I couldn't put Buffy in that because it wouldn't allow me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. Yay! Also, MC, mm. we are on Twitter. <gasps> we really? are at How I Ripped Off, and I didn't have room to put Buffy in that, so that's <laughs> why it's just called that. Finally, do you know what else you can do, MC? Tell me more. You can come leave us a rating and review on iTunes because that really helps the podcast and means we get seen higher in the rankings. And finally, we'll become rich and famous <laughs> and be able to do a live-action version of the... No, we won't. No, no, that'll never happen. But yes, come and support us. Come and say hello. We would really love that. That'd do.